In this episode of The Focus Coach, I talked to Linda Hunt, the president of the Ringe, New Hampshire Chamber of Commerce, about her journey into leadership, self-confidence, and life balance. On the podcast, she shows how to overcome low self-confidence and achieve the balance so sought after in today's world. So stick around and let's get started. Welcome to The Focus Coach, episode 38. I have the great fortune of having Linda Hunt on the line. Linda, welcome. Thank you. And Linda is the president of the Ringe New Hampshire Chamber of Commerce and has been a client of mine for, I think, a year now or so, and just an overall amazing person. And so I'm just tickled pink that you're on the line with me. That's so nice. Thank you. <laughs> it's all true. So, Linda, can you tell us, uh, you became the president of the chamber. How did you how did you come to that? What was the journey leading up to that leadership position? The way that we used to do it was that people would move from secretary to treasurer, from treasurer to vice president, and then from vice president to president. So I skipped the first two and went right to vice president. Yes, when it was time for me to become president, we had no other people that were at all interested. And so I took it and I took a huge gulp (laughs) as I said, yes, because At that point in time, I was an extremely shy person. I had a terrible fear of speaking in front of people. I was just like throwing myself to the wolves, so to say. That's how I felt. But there was no one else to step up to the plate, and it was my turn. So I took it. Yeah. And how did you you come to the chamber in the first place? Uh, My husband's been a charter member since it started in the mid-90s, and I joined off and on to help with the community, and then as, uh, I'm actually a nurse uh, as well, so I was very busy doing my nursing, and as I did more per diem nursing, I got more involved in the community and wanted to give more to the community, so that's really where this went. And it was a completely different way of thinking for me and something that was a huge challenge. Wow. I love that. So, you know, your husband was on the, on the, was a member or it has been a member and you decided to get involved. You had a career going. And then at some point you decided to get on the board to uh, elevate the service to the community. Yes. And I love what you're saying, throwing yourself to the, throwing yourself to the wolves, uh, you know, throwing yourself in the deep end, maybe. And you stepped up, even though you knew you were shy and, you know, like you said, had a terrible time speaking in front of other people. Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to put yourself in the deep end? Well, I, I think a lot of people have what they call their bucket list. So for me, This was always on my bucket list that I would overcome this fear. And here it was put right in my lap and I just took it and said, you know what, I'll get through this. And there were other people on the board that felt the same way that I did that wouldn't take the job. So I said, you know what, I'm just I I am going to do this, whatever it takes. That was where I went. So there's been this uh, desire that you've had to really confront this this aspect of you. 
Yes. Yeah. And have you had that for a long time? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a very long time. And how are you doing with it? I mean, you've been president for what? This is your third year? This is my fifth year. What? Yes. This will, this 2021 is my fifth year and my last year as president. And I have come so very far. I really have. I still have pieces that um, I am wanting to finish be- before the end of this year. And it, it all stems from speaking. Mm. It's different parts of speaking, being able to speak at a moment's notice, uh, being put on the spot, things like that, that I, I really need to uh, be a little more comfortable with just being myself. That's amazing. I love that connection right there. And how have you been able to, you said you've gotten better. How have you been able to get better at this over the past few years? Okay. So, well, one thing was I asked this coach, I think his name is Jeff Sari, um, to help me with this. (laughs) And we have amazingly worked through some very difficult pieces Uh, that have brought me to a different level. And that's where I wanted to go. And I will continue to do that and probably will speed it up. Seeing that this is my last year, I'd really like to get good at at speaking in front of other people, especially in big numbers. It, it, It is kind of undaunting. And I think most people feel that way. Mm, a lot of, yeah, a lot of people do feel that way. And like I said in the intro, it's been an, it's an extreme pleasure for me, very humbling to have a client like you who wants to challenge a historical spot that's, you know, really kept you in fear. And uh, now you want to you know, turn the dial on it and you have, and we've taken specific uh, things you were going to do, speak at big events, and we've coached on that so to create success for you in those environments. Because, like you said, you are shy and you're like low self confidence in those spaces, and that's that's really uh, the main event is looking at what you tell yourself, you know, and then how to manage that in the space so that you can have the best outcome that you that you want that you that you came to get. Right, right, yeah, sure, you know. And you've had you've had some great successes. I love it. And, you know, like you said, be yourself more to be, you know, because you are you're a humorous person. You're a kind person, uh, somewhat soft spoken. But, uh, you know, you've got a lot of great qualities about you. And sometimes those get uh, dialed down or they're like behind a barrier. You can't let yourself out to be you. Right. You know, and you've been able to, to challenge that and change that. I I actually think that because I am so soft spoken and I don't mean to be that people meet me and think I'm somebody who I really am not. And an example of this is um, we did hire a new admin and the first week that we were together, I said something to her and she said, yes, dear. That just sparked something in me to make sure she never said that again. And of course, I'm not going to be unkind, but I continually bombarded her with information and things to do and what I needed and showing her um, how I had the expertise that I have in this job. And she never did it again. Mm. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Well, what I'm saying is that it 
it feels like you always in many people may have to do this is always prove yourself first, whether it's your soft voice, whether it's the way that you portray yourself in public, which and people feel that you're not as outgoing as maybe the other person who's loud and boisterous, you're not as animated, whatever it may be, um, that you really do have to prove yourself that you're knowledgeable, that you have a grip on what you're doing and that you know what you're doing and you're good at it. Mm, and you were able to, I love that because the soft spoken sometimes the word mousy's coming up, you know, like we might have a perception that this person is, has low self-confidence or they're, you know, they don't really know much about their role. And so let me just kind of, you say, yes, dear. And to you, that was like a trigger, you know, that was a, where you're like, wait a second, why is she calling me dear? Like I, I'm Linda, you know, and I'm the president here and I have expertise and knowledge. Like I'm not just willy nilly. Right. Right. And that's how sometimes you feel, though, is this low self-confidence. So this this triggers that uh, this place in you. And you're like, well, wait a second. Let me uh, let me show you <laughs> and right. and prove to you that I'm not mousy. Right. The funny thing is that in my nursing career, I never had that experience because I was always doing technical and, you know, with, with IVs and medications and helping to diagnose situations and taking care of things that would happen that I would have to act on a moment's notice. So I never ran into that piece there ever. So that's why this is a brand new piece of who I am in this speaking role, in this um, leadership management role of other people that are around me that are at meetings or whatever they're at to make sure that they know that I do know what I'm doing, that I do know what I'm saying, and that I get the job done. And sometimes I overachieve to make that clear. Yeah. And at the same time, you're so passionate and purpose driven for the community that it just drives you, right? So I can see that there's both in there trying to prove yourself and also just the nature of who you are. And I love talking with you about leadership because you as a leader need to think strategically and build team and run meetings and all sorts of different functions as also the day-to-day aspects of the role as the president. And so what have you seen to be one of your great successes in your tenure? So as, as I was a board member on the chamber before I became president, I kind of watched what everyone was doing. And a lot of times I know a lot of people go to board meetings and they leave and they're like, oh, Jesus, we have to go to another one of these next month. And I thought, you know, if I ever did this, the biggest thing here is follow through. So when I became president, my whole deal was no matter what it takes, no matter how hard I work, even if I have to stay up till two in the morning, I'm going to do follow through. And so we did. Our newsletters came out. They they were like four pages long. They're 20 pages every three or four months. There's usually 16 to 20 pages. We've gotten them now to full color. We have three new brochures, all these. We have a map brochure that we haven't had in years, nor have we had any new brochures. We've increased our membership over and above. We've connected with nonprofits. We brought community together. I mean, there's been so many things that we've done. And I feel that I'm the leader of this team that's been doing this. 
And so at that, if I can just remember that when I'm sitting there speaking in front of them, I think that would help, you know, just jot those things down before you even sit down at a meeting and look them over or just make sure you're thinking about it when you speak to those people. Yeah. So, you know, using that as a tool to help you really embody this place of leadership that you have done a lot of really great work with the board and your own follow through, right? Yes. It's awesome. And you've taken it to the next level because you've seen before you, it wasn't quite adequate. And so you wanted to make it something uh, more dynamic or more powerful. Correct. Awesome. That's true. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. It is true. And, uh, you know, so what I also love about you, Linda, is your commitment to life balance. You know, and leaders today, I I do uh, talk to a lot of different leaders, as you know, and balance invariably comes up in conversation or as part of our coaching, because you're not just a board president or a nurse. You're also a mom and a grandmom and you have friends and you have a husband and you try to get physical activity and you have hobbies and all sorts of different things that bring you vitality. And why I'm bringing this up is because you're a person that's committed to balance. Can you speak a little bit about that? Like having the balance of different things in your life and um, paying attention to those? Yes. I have nine grandchildren. The last one was born this past October. I have three biological girls and then we have a blended family. So I have uh, a stepson and uh, a stepdaughter who are wonderful. And I, Family to me is is everything. I don't know. They would come first on, on my list. And I probably speak to at least one or two of them every single day of my life. So uh, making sure everybody's okay. Everybody knows they can call me anytime, 24-7, <laughs> and that I will pick up that phone and be there in a moment's notice if, if possible. So I, I love my family. I enjoy them. They make me feel whole. Um, another piece, I have played the piano since I was about seven years old. So for my self-enjoyment, I do uh, play classical music. I also uh, do Pilates and exercise. And uh, we have beautiful trails that I walk with my husband. We do uh, at least three miles almost every day. We have two Black Labs, one is a puppy, so that's keeping us busy. I would call her a COVID pup. We cross-country ski, we downhill ski, we do some traveling throughout Europe. We do different types of things that, to stay more worldly, I I read a lot. I have a green thumb. Um, What else do I have? I don't know. I love to sail. We have a beautiful little sailboat um, that I've had for many, many years, And um, so we sail in the summertime and we don't go out into the ocean, but we do sail in the three bays that are available to us. So I feel very lucky that I have so many things in my life that I can do. And if there was anything else around, I'd probably grab that too. Oh, and I sew. I just finished a quilt for my grandson who just turned 13. It's amazing. It's so it's so great. And I love it because I do the vision wheel activity with my clients. And I'm not going to go into that right now, but you're hitting on a lot of these different uh, pieces of the pie. And the point is you make these happen, right? You 
methodically over time, connect with your family and go for your walks and do your Pilates and do your sewing and, and you make it all happen to bring yourself because those things bring you life. And that's to me what I call that's good business. It's not just you as a worker, as a nurse, or just you as a spouse. It's like all everything all together, the balance of everything. So I love that. And, you know, is there something around your balance that you could turn up a little bit that would make you even stronger? Hmm. Probably playing the piano. I come and go with that. I, I play it for a few days and then I've got other things that too busy. And then it'll be a month before I go back. I really do enjoy it. And I know my husband enjoys it. My, one of my girls actually took piano and her daughter's learning. So I promised her um, a recording of for Elise from my piano that she can, she can um, listen to. She actually asked me for it. So that's another project, but yes, it's it, most of it is music. And I love, love, love music. If, if I'm ever feeling down at all, because this is a difficult time during COVID either I ask Alexa to turn on some upbeat music or uh, I will play the piano. It's beautiful. Go to. I love it. And I wish I could, in, I wish I was techno savvy. I could insert a clip of you jamming out some classical <laughs> piano. <laughs> oh, and I, you know, what's really cool is I know you and I've known you for the past year, but you articulating all this stuff. Like I'm learning something new about you, some new things. And that's the point too, is as we get to know each other deeper as human beings through the balance of everything, we build more trust and we're just stronger. We have better connections. Uh, and I know sometimes in a leadership position, you try to do that as well with your team and you've had me on with your team and, you know, that's been awesome. That's awesome. I love it. So the playing the piano more, you know, maybe how does that look like does that you schedule that in like how does that how do you play more i don't schedule it in no i i just do it when i feel like it and if i don't feel like it i just don't i don't do it i mean the funny thing is if i start playing then the next morning i'll wake up and i'll say geez i think i'll play today but if you, it's just like anything if you stop doing it then you may lapse a few weeks before you get back to it again because you have so many things going on in your life. Mm, yeah, so totally. You just have to make time for things. That's bottom line. So, well, and that's it. And that's when we talk about balance. How do you fit it all in, right? Without becoming unbalanced <laughs> because you're trying to fit too much in. But, you know, for instance, I'm playing my drums at least three times a week. I'm a musician like you. And I started a drumming business and I have to, I have to practice, right? Because if I don't play for a month, I lose it. Uh, I mean, it's kind of there, but my wrists aren't as nimble and I'm not as flexible or, or my, my speed isn't there. So I've got to stay on that, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And so what I'm hearing you say is like you could turn that dial up a little bit. That's awesome. Right. Uh, yeah, cool. So, you know, I know we're almost at our time. I like to keep these podcasts 20 to 30 minutes-ish. When you think about, you know, leadership or balance, like is there anything else you want to talk about on the on the podcast? Any words of wisdom you would share with people listening? I think that one of the most important things that I have learned in my life, and, and a lot of it is actually from talking to you, Jeff, is that if you can just take a deep breath and be yourself. So you have to bring yourself back to who you are instead of go saying to yourself, oh, 
my God, I have to get up and speak in front of 140 people. I think you need to sit back and take a deep breath and say, I am who I am. I, I need to accept myself for who I am. And this is going to be fine. And in most cases, it really is. And there'll be one last thing I want to tell you is that when I first started speaking, I was reading off of a piece of paper. And when we got our, that was another thing we did. We actually got a home. We were, the chamber was sitting in different places. We got a home at the Cathedral of the Pines in, a, in an office there. And so we did a ribbon cutting ceremony and I lost my sheet because I had scissors in one hand and a ribbon in the other and I couldn't read off the sheet. And after I finished, this wonderful man came up to me and said, Linda, that was you. Don't ever use paper again. And I thought that was wonderful. It just told it all. Just be yourself. Have your information if you need to practice. But honestly, Jeff, our sessions have been amazing. They've helped me 400%. I can't even tell you. So Thank you so much for helping me with all of this. Um, we'll obviously continue because I'm not done perfecting my abilities to speak yet. <laughs> but um, but it is it is definitely at a place where I am I am so much happier. So thank mm. you. That's that's lovely, and thank you. I appreciate it. If it takes two to tango, right? Uh, and you brought up a great point too. Is you. In managing stress, stress is going to happen, but you have been able to, in your wisdom, like just, okay, just breathe. Am I prepared? Yes. It is going to be what it is. I am who I am. I'm going to do this thing and then have the outcome and then I can learn from it. You know, and if I stumble my words, it doesn't mean everyone thinks I'm dumb. You know, like this is where we go sometimes. And so just to kind of relax as best we can, but also exude your passion for what you're talking about because you are such a passionate person and then let it go. Agreed. It's awesome. Agreed. Well, Linda Hunt, it is such a pleasure to be on the line with you. I will definitely have you back again for installment two. And uh, here's to the future, right? Here's to the future. All right. Take care, my friend. Thank you, Jeff. Peace. Thanks so much for tuning into The Focus Coach. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Click subscribe, comment on the post, and share it as well. Also, go to www.workplaceculturesolutions.com tools to get your free downloads and worksheets. And as always, peace.